hoping a magic potion could save my life Who knew that these feelings had a name I'm worthy of change, same as you are Mirror, mirror, don't you judge me Don't you dare Who knew I was capable of loving who was there Staring back, I said staring back Hello, folks, and welcome to the Transitional Wisdom Podcast, where Nash and I discuss all things trans and career-related from a variety of different perspectives. Today, we have a special guest we'd like to introduce. Hey, guys. I am Kyle Draper. Very excited to be here on uh, the podcast. So nice to meet you. Yeah, thank you for being here. Hell yeah. Um, So if you want to just start off by explaining maybe your own journey to what led you here, uh, your sexual identity, your gender identity, anything that applies in that realm. Sure. Um, grew up in uh, the suburbs of Los Angeles. Um, very fortunate to come from a loving, supporting family. Um, I've had good male and female role models in my parents. Um, my dad, in particular, like he is the type of guy who throws his emotions out there in a very healthy way. Awesome. Um, I think, like in terms of me not developing the whole toxic masculinity mindset, mm-hmm. he's probably the most influential factor in that. Um, and then in terms of my identity, I, I identify as cis heterosexual, um, I'm white for those who can't see the video. (laughs) Um, and I also, you know, I come from privilege and I think that that is something that I'm certainly aware of. Um, you know, we're sitting right now in my recording studio, for example, and like a big part of why I've been able to take the risks that I have um, in terms of just the business sense, um, for those who don't know, I run a real estate business and I also have a recording studio and record label. Um, I was fortunate enough to graduate college without debt. And, um, that was a big reason why I was kind of able to take those risks. So I always just, I'm aware of that. And, um, that's just kind of part of like how I present myself is just being aware of like the full picture of me. Um, and so in terms of, uh, like my, my gender identity, um, I have always identified as a cis male. Um, I for Halloweens, I have I have enjoyed kind of experimenting a little bit with um, this character named Candy, okay. who sometimes comes out to play on Halloween. <laughs> Tell us about Candy. <laughs> sure, um, Candy. Uh, Candy's a naughty girl. <laughs> um, it, it's it's interesting though because like I didn't this last year was the first year that I I wasn't Candy for Halloween. Okay. And I, I kind of felt comfortable retiring her because I I was I don't know if I was towing the line on Candy being problematic or okay. not. And um, so tell us more about that. How did Candy start first sure. of all, and how did she develop? Sure. Well, well, growing up, I mean, I just it was fun to you know wear dresses. Sure. Um, never I never identified as female, but there was like that kind of thrill mm-hmm. of you know being at a girlfriend's house and like you know her dressing me up and that, <laughs> sure. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, and I think Candy was just the, like, adult manifestation of that. Okay. Um, she actually was, so there was one year, maybe this was five years ago, where I didn't have a Halloween costume, and I was at this, this party, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, one of the only people not dressed up, and I was, like, never again. (laughs) Yeah. Because I just felt so lame, and so I was, like, you have to plan Halloween Mm -hmm. out in advance. You Mm -hmm. can't just, like, the weekend before be like, oh, shit, what am I going to throw together? You can't wing it. Um, so I was, like... All right, I, I'm gonna like develop this character, and she's just gonna be like the stereotypical, um, like problematic female okay. one. So we had like slutty nurse. Okay. Candy was a naughty Girl Scout. Yeah. One year, Candy was what were the other ones? A policewoman. Okay. But like all just like dressed yeah. slutty. Yeah. Um, and that was that was fun, but uh, my my sister who who is trans. Um, and is just very much for me like the person who 
who gives me like the perspective of like just the very very far leaning sure. like PC perspective that I'm so appreciative that I have because that kind of guides me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was kind of like, "Are you making a mockery of this? Like, what's what's really going on here?" Um, Laverne didn't have any issues with Candy, but I. I definitely just was kind of just a little over it. Sure. Um, this last year, I just decided not to do it. The first year Laverne and I were dating, um, I was still Candy, and we did I Dream a Genie. Okay. Um, I forget the the corporal's name or whatever. Oh, like Captain um, Major or, Nelson. Major Nelson. Yeah. So Laverne was Major Nelson. Okay. And I was I Dream a Genie. And yeah. It was fun, but I just, I don't know. I just kind of outgrew it for whatever sure. reason. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my gender identity. And okay. then in terms of my sexual identity... Um, I've always identified as heterosexual. Mm. Um, however, this was this was let's see, I'm 30 now. I think this was like two or three years ago. No, probably three years ago now. Um, there was uh, this DJ. My, my a lot of my friends they book um, these dance parties, and there was this DJ that I'd known for years. He was gay. Um, he is gay, I should say, um, and. We were out just this night before he was playing the next night, so we were just out kind of partying together, and he was being very flirtatious with me. Okay. And um, he was just, like, telling everyone, he's like, oh, like, I've always thought Kyle was cute, and I was a little, you know, drunk at the time, and I I was loving it. Yeah. I was, like, you know, feeling all, like, loving the attention and shit, and there was this one moment where, like, in front of our friends, we kissed, and our friends were just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was was just this whole thing, Um, and then, like, that night, and I was kind of feeling it a little bit that night. And, and, and And it's not typical for cis men Sure. To usually embrace that, right? To, Especially or, in front of my friends, right? Too, and yeah. to just go to kind of play into it and be like, "This is fun. I'm having fun." Like, like allow totally. yourself to have that fun. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so, but the night just kind of fizzled, where like we went our separate ways, and but I, in that moment, I was thinking like, "Am I gonna have like my first sexual experience yeah. with a man tonight?" Um, it didn't happen that night, and then the next night, he was DJing. Um, and we were texting the next day and he was just like, Hey, like, I'd really like to hang out with you after my set. And I was just like, dude, you like had me on one last night, but I've never, ever like gone down that path before. And I was single at the, obviously I was single at the time. Um, but there were like two different girls that I was friends with that I had hooked up before. Mm -hmm. And I knew they were going to be at this party because like my close friend was throwing it. So it was definitely like a big kind of social group that I knew there. I was like, I'm most likely going to, you know, be with one of them at the end mm-hmm. of this night. So, like, you had me on one, dude, but, like, <laughs> definitely not going to happen again. Mr. Chance. <laughs> definitely not going to happen. Um, so fast forward to, like, this is, like, one of those kind of underground warehouse parties that they go really late. Okay. And um, I did go home with, with one of those girls I was mentioning. Um, she fell asleep, though, on – she passed out on the couch, and – so I was just, I just had this thought, this was at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning, and I was just like, okay, I could like go to bed right now and just like move on with my life, basically, <laughs> or I could text this guy and just be like, all right, dude, like, what's your hotel? Yeah, yeah, just do it, yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, and it was so weird, because I was just thinking like, why haven't I ever tried this before? Mm-hmm. Like, is that some kind of like ingrained like societal homophobia that I have sure you know like I don't I, I had no clue what it was I mean I, I have so many friends that are gay like it definitely wasn't that kind of thing but it was like internally why haven't I just tried this like yeah. I'm pretty like out there and, and progressive and I'm not afraid of things so like why haven't why hasn't this happened yeah so I text the dude and long story short go over to his place um and it was just like going up the elevator. It was just like super awkward, like okay. small talk. And the door, like he opens the door and I was just like, I need to like take control here. Okay. And I took control. Nice. <laughs> and, um, you know, the whole time I was thinking like, well, you know, we'll just see like if, you know, like my hardware functions. Sure, sure. It functioned. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that like the next day, like if I if I have a sexual experience with a woman, I feel pretty like sexually satiated, I okay. guess you could say. Okay. Um and like I'm good and I'm not like that's not 
top of mind sure. like for you know for at least like another i don't know like sure. week or so whatever it may <laughs> a be. couple days yeah. yeah that was also i was a younger spring chicken right right <laughs> um but with with that experience i did kind of feel that just like oh like i want to sleep with a woman okay um so it so yeah and it was interesting because then um I, I like I said I go to a lot of those dance parties mm-hmm. and the best ones are the gayest ones. Okay. Like the most free expression, the coolest ones. Sure. They're like the ones that are predominantly gay ones. And um, so I was at one of those parties, maybe a month later or so, and um, was just dancing. It was hot. Like people had their shirts off, and this guy, very attractive, like m- more attractive than the DJ I hooked up with. <laughs> um, like very attractive dude uh he just comes up to me and like puts his hand on my face and like rubs it down my my chest and i was just like oh boy like here we go yeah (laughs) like this is now a thing um and he goes over to this area where like there was kind of this like upstairs like hookup room at this party Mm -hmm. and he just stands at the at the stairs and i'm just in my head i'm just (laughs) like oh god like am i gonna do this right now like do i want to do this right now and in that moment, I was just kind of like, no, I don't really want to do this right okay. now. Like, that's just, that's just like, I just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling yeah, it. And that's okay. Yeah. Because like, uh, what I'm hearing you share is that you were willing to have an experience to see if it's, totally you know, what you're feeling about it. Right. And you did that. And then you also have the power to say, no, I don't want exactly. to do this exactly. again and it, or it right was, now. It was a fine experience. Mm-hmm. It just like, isn't what I'm drawn to like yeah. the most per se. Right. Um, so yeah, so I didn't, didn't go up and hook up with that guy. And then that, to this day, that's been my only, um, sexual experience with a man. So I, I do like consider myself heterosexual, even Mm -hmm. though I have had that one experience. I mean, if other people like want to call me gay, that's fine. Like I don't care about that. Like gay is not a put down. Which I I love when you (laughs) say that because it's so accurate, but oftentimes people of course, use it as a sure. put down and they try to, like, it's harmful. I'm going to sure. call you gay because it's going to hurt you. Sure. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just take I mean, away all the power. I mean, like I said, I had that that kiss in front of all my friends. Yeah. And I want to talk more about that. Sure. Like, what did, in that moment, what were you feeling? Like, was there any, in your head, were you like, wow, my friends are here watching? Or was that even, not even on your radar? I mean, I'm very lucky in that, like, my friends are artists and I grew up in LA. Like, I just... And I, I reflect on that a lot in terms of like why I have the confidence to mm-hmm. present myself the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely lucky in that I just have a very progressive, like cool group of friends okay. where I knew that that wasn't like they weren't going to look at me any differently. And they all thought they were like, that was fucking badass. Yeah, because like, that is. was super cool. <laughs> and then the next day, like for any friends or sorry, the day after then, like we had our experience mm-hmm. the next night. I just immediately texted my friends. I'm like, you guys aren't going to believe what I just did. See, like, like, but that's not typical for a cis man totally, to totally. feel comfortable being able to do. And I think that's like, I don't know. It's just so, I know I'm saying important a lot, but I, I think it's important because like you're allowing all those societal standards and all that stuff, the negativity to just go right over your head and just let you embrace these experiences. Sure. And I mean, I think obviously having friends that are supportive of that is really good. But do you think... If you didn't have, maybe this is hard to answer, but if you didn't have that type of friendship group, do you think that you would ha- be more in your head about these situations? Like, oh, I can't do this. It's just so hard, it's, to, it's hard. Yeah. to go there because, yeah. I mean, I'm just the product of, like, my environment to a degree. Yeah. Um, I hope, I mean, the answer is I hope so. Sure. I hope I would have that courage. It's a tough question to answer. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just hard to say. Yeah. It, it's so hard to say. And, you know, so many, so many men, like, cis-heterosexual men fear just like, oh my God, what if like I'm then labeled as gay Mm -hmm. and like, will women still want me? And, you know, I think too, even just like, that's part of why some cis heterosexual men are afraid to like publicly show their attraction to trans men and women, you know? And, and like, that's just so crazy to me. And what, what I, this experience happened multiple times after that experience I had with that guy. Um, I would be on a date with a, with a, a, a cis woman and like, you know, we would go out and get drinks or whatever, and then we're back at my place, and we're just having, like, you know, good talks, continuing mm-hmm. to, to connect. And I would volunteer that story. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm attracted to, like, th- what I would define as, like, cool, like, progressive, artistic women. Sure. 
And so like me having that experience with that guy was not a turn off to those women. In fact, it was like a pretty major turn on. There were multiple occasions where like I couldn't, I could barely finish that story before like the girl (laughs) that I was sitting on the couch with was then just kind of like, oh my God, like that's so hot that you're able to talk about that, you know, and then it like kind of, you know. (laughs) Well, because it is, I mean, I think it's like no matter, like I I don't, I'm not necessarily attracted to, to men, but like, you know, I think it's a really cool thing to like, there's a connection there. Like you can develop a connection to somebody by just seeing how open they are. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think that you really stepping out of that box of being like toxic or anything or just letting your masculinity overwhelm you, like says a lot. Thank you. you. And I think that women probably see that. Um, I think that's like one of the coolest things that a cis man can do is just embrace that side of them, the the femininity or, you know, just allowing themselves to just be. But just to give you a sense yeah, of my yeah. dad, he's just a good guy. Um, just a good guy. Like I said, he, he wasn't afraid to be emotional. Yeah. Um, he would, you know, we're, it's funny because our family, whenever we're watching movies, like he's always the first one for the tears to start flowing. I can't. And, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, he's, he's not, he never was ashamed of it. He never once told me like, be tough, right. you know, like don't cry or anything like that. Um, so it was subtle. It was very subtle. Okay. And I think that just seeing that as a role model that, um, you know, cause he's also just a very strong, like dignified, just very healthy masculinity type, type of, type of guy, very successful guy, um, that I just kind of saw like, okay, if I model myself in that way, um, you know, yeah, I could I could find happiness. I could find success. Like yeah. he's lived a good life, and it's just I'm so lucky to have like grown up, you know, with him as my like main male role model. Definitely, because it's not typical to have cis men who are willing to really embrace their feelings and everything. I think that's one of the biggest things that's a struggle in like in the world. You know, men totally. men don't have that freedom. Cis men don't have that freedom necessarily to just like cry or be in their feelings. I think it's really cool that he's sitting there telling, you know, crying at the movie and totally. allowing everybody else to do so. Right. But, you know, usually like, yeah, the man's like, shut up, man up, you know, right. Whatever. That's awesome. Um, how do you, how did that play in? So you mentioned before, like your sister is trans. How did that, your father play into your sister being comfortable with herself or being comfortable with coming out or sure um i mean i think sean feels that like our family is just in a place of being loving and supportive mm-hmm. and, and sean's journey has been very interesting um and it's been it's been a a process for me to not kind of project and like push her along her her path okay. faster than she wants to go um she was in college when she started to like discover that these things about her her gender identity were were, like buried within her and she'd had it long before but until college it never really was like top of mind for her um but it, it wasn't this day where she was just like hey i'm trans use female pronouns with me please um it it just started as this like very much fluidity um, and for me, um, have you, do you know this artist named Anoni? No. Um, really cool trans artist used to be pre-transition. She was, um, in a group called Anthony and the Johnsons. Okay. Um, and so I was at FYF Fest, um, in LA watching Anoni set and it was just this amazing set. We were probably like at, at least a little, like smoked a little bit of weed before. Mm-hmm. So I was just in this state of just like really taking it all in and I was standing next to Sean and a lot of the visuals was just this like trans and like identity thing and there was this whole like veil and it was like behind the veil kind of thing and I was just in my head I was like we're not using female pronouns with Sean Sean's never asked us Mm -hmm. to yet but like like why aren't we doing that yet you know and because I'd had so many conversations with Sean where um she would say like well, like, yeah, there's there's fluidity and it definitely goes back and forth a little bit, but like I would definitely be more comfortable with like female pronouns than than male mm-hmm. um, or they them as well. And so I, I pulled her aside after Anoni set and I was just like, Sean, um, like, do you want us to be using female pronouns with you? Mm-hmm. And Sean was just like, well, I, d- I just don't want to make it more difficult on you guys. Sure. Like, 
I know that like this is just going to be hard for for everyone, and and I I don't want to impose myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Sean, that's not imposing yourself. Like, and I was with there with with the rest of the Mateo Sound family, which is our our uh, record label. And and I was like, Sean, like we love and support you so much, and we just want you to communicate to us mm-hmm. like what you would be most comfortable with, and don't worry about. Like if we trip over it, you know, here yeah. or there, like we just want to know and then and then do it. And so she got teary eyed and was just like, well, yeah, it would be really cool if you guys did that. Yeah. Um, and so the our Mateo Sound family was was using female pronouns. Um, I still was referring to her as my brother at that time, okay. um, which she told me to do. Um, like now I refer to her as my sister just because mm-hmm. it's like, it just kind of got weird using yeah. female pronouns and then you're my brother. Yeah. Um, but there was this one, this one night with my family. Uh, cause, cause my family was, was very much comfortable with Sean saying that, you know, you don't need to use female pronouns. And for them, like it's, they're, they're starting to use it now, okay. but it's been, they've been supportive from day one, but mm. Sean didn't ask for the female pronouns. Mm-hmm. So it was just easy for them to like default into sure. like the male pronouns that they were used to. Um, and there was this one night at the dinner table, maybe like two years ago or something like that, where we were all there. Sean was there too. And um, people were referring to Sean in front of Sean using male pronouns. And this is well, this was after a while where the Mateo Sound family was using female. Okay. And I said, I was like, I was like, you guys, like, let's just use female pronouns mm-hmm. here. Like, why Why are we still doing this? Like, we know Sean um, is, like, identifying as trans now. So why, like, we should we should not use male sure. pronouns anymore. And Sean actually got upset with me. Okay. Um, and Sean was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I didn't ask you to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want this to be difficult for, for them. And, and so that was a huge lesson for me, too, where, you know, I have a type A personality and like when I make my mind up on something, mm-hmm. like I just move and I charge forward immediately. Sean yes. is not that way. For Sean, it's been a whole process, <clears throat> but it's her process. Right. It's not mine. And it's not for me to like, even though it was like a positive cheerleader push. Yeah, you were trying to do something good for her. Right. It, but it still was like, it wasn't my place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big, big kind of lesson for me. It wasn't like, we, there wasn't a fight that sure. developed over it, but I just heard it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. you know? Um, and now, you know, it's just been a process where like the family now does use female pronouns. I mean, everyone like trips up here and there, but, and that, that's just the thing though, is like, that's gonna happen. And what I've noticed is like, when that happens, just like for, for the allies out there, just don't make a big deal about it when you trip up. Like it's only awkward when you then are like, Oh my God, I'm so, so, so sorry. Or like sometimes like my parent or my mom more she's getting better at this but sometimes she'll like really lean into the female pronoun okay. <laughs> and it's just like don't do that either. right 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 <laughs> just like just do your best and and it's you know it's, yeah so but yeah we're, we're at, we're at yeah. a good place the family um i mean they were buying sean some like female clothing oh my gosh like from the get-go uh, yeah, again, I just, I'm lucky to come from a, a very supportive family. Yeah. So. And I'm sure, um, you know, I'm sure that it made a huge difference to her to have not only a brother that was willing to cheerlead and, and try to speak for her in those situations, but having a family that's willing to buy female clothing and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, um, it's safe to say that a lot of trans people don't have that. They Absolutely. don't have a brother. They don't have a family that are willing to do those things. So for you to do that is, you know, I'm sure made a really big impact on her. But um, what you were saying about kind of how she had said, like, I'm not ready for that and, and, you know, stopped you from trying to explain that to your parents. I'm sure you know, like you just said, everyone's journey is so different. So while you were seeing her as this, you know, person that she was becoming, you know, a woman, so to speak, um, she wasn't ready to fully embrace that. And I think that that's something I've noticed – with other people who are transitioning, you know, it can be really slow. It can be really fast. And it's important, I think, for both other trans people but and allies to mm-hmm. understand that everybody's process is going to be totally different. Right. And, and to, it's their process. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, the most important thing is to just be the ally and be on the sideline just cheering, like you were saying, cheerleading her and allowing her to show you where she wants to go. Totally. Follow, follow in her footsteps kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. And I think, too, like, everyone's personalities are different, mm-hmm. but if... 
if if the the person going through um their gender journey like because i don't know if sean even to this day if she would have gotten to that point of just putting it out there and saying hey like i want you to use these female pronouns so i i think that like when i pulled her aside at that concert and just asked that Mm -hmm. um i think that you know everyone's personalities are different but for sean i think that it it was good that that for me to pull her aside and just really check in and say hey like it's probably a lot for you to go out of your way and like hold this whole meeting and Mm -hmm. say like family i want you to address me this way (laughs) um but so like to give that pathway to give that open channel i think is like i I think was good of me to do but then but then pushing it too hard right right was taking a step too far right but checking in and just having that open pathway i think is important right well i mean i think that we we oftentimes think that we're being a burden by asking for certain things right the trans person that was exactly where sean was exactly and i i went through my own same thing and my sister had done the same thing as you you know kind of set everybody up like this is what we're doing these are the pronouns you know get in line type of thing and um, so, yeah, what you're saying, I think it's good to know the person's personality, of course. And if you know that they're going to have a hard time stepping up and saying, this is what I need, your your ability to step in and say, hey, is this something you'd like? Right. And just ask allows that person to be more comfortable saying, yes, yes, this is what I need. Totally. So, yeah, you really – that was a huge – opportunity that you gave her I think I mean obviously I'm not her but I feel like as an outsider you know (laughs) that's that's a big deal um and then I think also I saw that you took her for her hormone uh appointment right I did that that was another thing where I was just like Sean like let's go (laughs) yeah let's go (laughs) and how was that experience um it was it was really good okay it was really good um I definitely want to give a big shout out to to Laverne because um, we set up a night, Laverne had, you know, met Sean a bunch before, but we set up a night, the three of us, um, where we hung out and it was just kind of like, a like Sean could ask whatever questions and, cool. um, this whole process. And, and just so that helped Sean a lot, I think with like some of her concerns and, you know, Laverne is like, obviously knows a thing or two about transitioning. Yeah. And so, um, that was just a beautiful, beautiful moment, and I felt like such a good big brother to be able to be like, sure. "All right, you want you want somebody <laughs> to talk to about this? Like, let's the three of us all sit down." <laughs> yeah, um, it's very interesting though because, and this I think is you know important in just understanding like gender identity. You know, Laverne is super femme, mm-hmm. and Sean is very different from Laverne. Like, Sean identifies as butch lesbian. Okay, and so like the two of their like processes um, and just identities, even though they're both trans women mm-hmm. are very different mm-hmm. still. Um, and that was just, I mean, I, I knew that before that conversation, but it was just, it was just cool and just important to just recognize that there's like not a right way to express yourself as a trans woman. Absolutely. Like it is unique to every person. And there are so, you know, there's no such thing as like, as femininity Mm -hmm. you know there's just so many different expressions of that and that's the whole point it's expression right it's not like this rigid thing that you conform to right um that was that was cool and yeah so yeah no i i I like hearing that because I, i again like um you know everybody's journey is so different and that also includes how they do end up expressing themselves so just because you know these two individuals are both trans women right. doesn't mean that their journey is going to be the same or that their way that they express themselves in clothing or actions or whatever is totally. going to be the same but i'm sure you know there there i think for everybody it's safe to say that like you know we're all different right absolutely <laughs> even even cis people are different from totally. other cis people so i think it's a you know good to shine light on the same thing for trans there's not a one way to be trans um yeah and so with with Laverne there how 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 did it feel do you know how did it felt for your sister to kind of receive that type of mentorship in a sense like have somebody that it was, was willing to be there it was big yeah. yeah it was very big i mean Sean is very involved on like online communities and so it wasn't and and sean went to uc santa cruz which is just a very progressive group of people Mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure that sean like has in real life trans friends okay um i'm pretty sure about that but but that was definitely like a good experience for somebody to just for, for her to talk to somebody that 
was just more seasoned, mm-hmm. you know, a little a little more like I've gone through that mm-hmm. and I'm like deep in like my my womanhood. Yeah. Um so it was it was big and and it was it was a night that the three of us will will never forget and it mm-hmm. was it was very beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That's so that's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah, it was really special. Yeah. So let since you had mentioned Laverne, let's talk about the relationship a little bit. Sure. How did you two meet and connect and yeah. <laughs> lead to where you are now? Sure. <laughs> So we met on uh, on Tinder. Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> True love can can exist from a Tinder. The connection. millennials bar, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, she she popped up on my feed, and uh, I don't know if people know what super likes are, but basically, like, if you give somebody a super like, those are limited resources that you have to give. Okay. Um, and when you when you give one. Then when they pop up, or sorry, when you pop up on their feed, mm-hmm. you'll kind of be flagged that you've given them a super like. Okay. Which is which is big, especially like a lot of um, cis heterosexual men. Their swipe strategy is just swipe right, swipe right, like not even really go through the profile. It's okay. like let's load this up because um, the the women are a lot more selective, and it's almost ah. like you can almost expect to a degree that like when you swipe right the match will be there okay so it's just a very different process whereas for this the cis heterosexual man it's almost like it's not a good investment of my time to go deep in profiles unless we have the match okay and then we'll check it out and if it's if i'm not into it then you just like un unmatch quickly interesting so that's why the the super like is big because you're saying hey i've like already actually like vetted your profile yeah. and I'm using you this limited resource rather than right. just swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, ga- I gave her a super like and I told my friends too, I'm like, you guys wouldn't believe who just yeah. came up on my feed. Um, were you shocked? I was. Okay. <laughs> and they were just like, dude, you're getting catfished. And But I was like, I knew I wasn't because her Instagram account was linked. Okay. And she had like 3 million uh, Instagram followers yeah. at the time. So that would be a pretty like well-run catfish account. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like probably the best catfish yeah, ever. Exactly. <laughs> Which at that point maybe take that opportunity for a fun exactly. A fun story. Yeah, I could learn a thing or two. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so yeah, I sent her the super like, and then a few days passed, and I was just like, oh well, you know, that's yeah. not happening. Um, but then the match came, and I was just like, oh yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> um, and. Like I had such a system in place with with like my first line. I would, I was really good at Tinder. Okay. I was on Tinder for like five years after college, <laughs> like maybe more than that actually. I was super good. My opening line was diamond ring emoji question mark, <laughs> and then we would like plan our weddings out, and it okay. was super like I, it wouldn't. It would You're not. You're charming. It was. It was good. It <laughs> You're was charming. Good. I mean, I'm in real estate too. Like, I, I, yeah, you know, I've got a sales background. Yeah, you know how to sell yourself. Um, yeah, and but it was it was a good strategy because like then it would be a playful encounter mm-hmm. where we're like planning our fake wedding yeah. and all this stuff, and then I could quickly go to like, oh my god, like we have a wedding to plan. Like, right. What are you doing on Monday night? Like, we got to get drinks and plan this thing out. You got to meet. Like, first so now. It, it was like a quick like <laughs> yeah. way to like show that I was interesting and fun, and then we would meet soon yeah um and as opposed to what what a lot of people do where it's just like hey hi like what'd you do this mm-hmm. weekend just kind of this mundane stuff mm-hmm. and i mean i'm a marketer i know that like you have to be different to be right noticed. right so i was trying to be different um and save the actual like kind of more standard questions so that i actually had something to talk about on this day absolutely like, <laughs> what do you do where are you from um but anyway so i couldn't do that with laverne because she just opened up with like like hey how are you okay which to me is just like how do i respond to that and be yeah, interesting right i was like shit like yeah like i wish she took i could away all your game right she there. took away my game so i was kind of like i was on the defense a little bit <laughs> and i knew i had to get kind of quirky and so i found this um i spent probably like 30 minutes in the gif library okay just like finding the right gif scrolling <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I found one of Britney Spears just like doing this really cheesy like thumbs up yeah. smile thing, um, and so I, I sent it to Laverne, and I was just like, I'm great, and and I said like, you know, sometimes I can get like my best friend Britney to like do custom gifts for me. Perfect. And Laverne thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, I would find that funny too. <laughs> so like, I got that whole just like, okay, I got her laughing early sure. on, um, and the conversation was really good. Um, but it got to this this kind of pivotal point where 
um, she said, have you been with a trans woman before? Mm-hmm. And and I hadn't been. And just a little, well, I'll just tell you how I responded. Yeah. I said, no, I have not. But when I have responded this way with other trans matches of mine, the response I've gotten from them has been like, well, you know, I'm not really looking to be your adventure. Yeah. So I'm really only interested in meeting somebody who's like had experiences with trans women before. So they're cutting you out. Yeah, which doing... is fine. Right. That's 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 their choice. I'm sure yeah. they have had experiences why they feel safer doing that. Yeah, because I think um, maybe you know, in like with cis men, usually it is a challenge or an adventure no, totally. or something, and it's totally. not taken seriously. So I completely understand why that those women would choose to do that. But then at the same time, that opportunity right. gets lost for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I responded with, to Laverne with, that's been the response I've received, which, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Um, but I hope that, you know, we can get past that here because sure. there's like good chemistry clearly. Um, and her response to that was, well, I'm less concerned that you haven't been with a trans woman before than the fact that you're way shorter than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And so I was just like, ooh, like burn. Yeah. <laughs> in, in hard yeah, there. <laughs> totally. And um, you know, that's like I just took a I took a pause and I I responded with um you know, we're, we're, everyone's attracted to the physical characteristics that they like, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. I will tell you that I've dated women taller than me before and it it I don't have a problem with that. Sure. Like it doesn't hurt my ego or anything like that. So um, and we clearly have this good connection here. So like, let's just, let's just meet up, you yeah. know, there's, there's something here. And, and for me, like some of my closest friends that are, that are women to this day, I met on a dating app. Like okay. maybe we went on our, our first date and there was no like sexual chemistry there and we just became good friends. And with some, maybe we dated for like a short period of time and now we're still good friends. So sure. I just, I was interested in just going on this date with this person who I, you know, think is a badass woman yeah. and just like it would be awesome to get to know this person and if there's like I was very attracted to her but it's like if if there's romance great if there's not and we can be friends like that's a win too yeah you know? absolutely um and so her her response to my to my, my response to her was just like ooh, like there's something so sexy about like the confidence you short yeah. boys have yeah um and I, then I was like all right still in it still in it <laughs> I got this <laughs> yeah like thank god still in it <laughs> Um, so yeah, we went on, we went on our first date and it was just like, it was very successful. We, we were talking for hours and like our body language was like, we were sitting just very open to each other. Um, like our legs were kind of interlocked and there was like the kind of casual, just like touching that was going on. Um, and yeah, I was like pretty confident that, that like when I, 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 when I dropped her off, um. I didn't pick her up, but like I said, like, do you want me to drive you home? Yeah. And I did. And, um, I was pretty confident that like when I like kissed her goodbye in my car Mm -hmm. that like that would land. Okay. And it did. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then it was funny. So our next date, this was really funny. So one of the artists I work with, um, his name's Sorrow and he's friends with, uh, Tinashe, the singer Tinashe. Okay. And she occasionally does this like taco Tuesday thing at her house. I had never met Tanache, okay. um, but I was telling Sorrow about this great first date with Laverne. And he was like, "Oh, like you guys should come to Tanache Taco Tuesday." Like, yeah. And so I was able to like for date number two, just be like, "Hey, Laverne, like want to go to Tanache's house?" Like, she, yeah. And she was like, "Oh, that sounds fun," <laughs> even though I like never met Tanache right, right. before. I love it. It was just this like super cool yeah, like yeah. like second date. Also, thing. so LA, right? It was so LA. So LA. And Laverne had. She had only been in LA for like six months or so, okay. so it was definitely just, just, just this like okay, like yeah. Tinashe's house in the Hollywood Hills, cool. You yeah, know? you really got to show her an experience. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And so then, obviously, things went well after that. Uh huh. So, was there a point where you wanted to introduce her to your family or your parents? Sure. Like, well, we were we were dating for a bit, but it wasn't exclusive, um, and. And I, I had, I th- I'm pretty sure, I mean, I was an open, I've always been an open book with my parents. So I think early on, I was like telling them, like, you guys, I'm like going on these dates with Laverne Cox, like, that's cool, you know? And what what was their response? Because, you know, they, oftentimes. I mean, I, I, well, I, I told them um, about that experience I had with that DJ. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. Like, so there's, I, th- th- there's nothing off <laughs> okay. limits. There's, nothing is going to. In fact, um, the day after the night that I kissed that DJ, mm-hmm. 
Um, my dad and I, we were driving back from Oxnard together, and I was in the passenger seat texting um, the DJ, just being like, dude, like, you know, nothing's going to happen tonight. You had me on one. And I was telling my dad, I'm like, dad, like, you won't believe what happened last <laughs> I love this. What and he was just laughing. He thought it was funny. Um, so, yeah, like, I told him very early on about, about Laverne. Um, and then we were dating non-exclusively for a, a few months. Um, and... Uh, like previous relationships of hers uh, had been open relationships, and okay. and I I told I told her I was just like, look, you know I don't have any interest in dating other people, um, and like I I'm very down to just be monogamous with you, like cool. and and she was like that sounds great, you know let's let's do it, and um, it's crazy because before I met her, <clears throat> I was one I was so convinced that. I was going to be single until like I was in my 40s probably because okay. I was loving being single and I have like I just I'm a workaholic mm -hmm. to a degree too and I'm just that's like my my life and my baby is are my businesses mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but Laverne is like so passionate about her work mm -hmm. and so our lives mm -hmm. just like meld really well together um and so this is in no way like what I thought I would find myself in. Yeah. Um, but I'm so happy that that we found it um, yeah. because <clears throat> we're crazy about each other and our lifestyles are just so compatible and she inspires the hell out of me. And it, it was it was hard for me to just meet somebody that that I was like really inspired by and that I thought was like helping make me a better person too. Yeah. Um, and like just the support we have for each other. Uh, I love it. I mean, she like is always asking me about like, you know, my real estate deals and stuff. Like she like cares so much about yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. You care about yeah. this. You know, <laughs> that's so sweet, but it, it's fun. And then I, I've been working with artists on, on the music side. I mean, since college, actually, I was a recording studio engineer. Um, so just like understanding like artists and the psyche of artists and, their kind of process like I'm, I'm very equipped to date an artist mm -hmm. I feel and mm -hmm. so um yeah it's just been it's been amazing so did you have any concerns with I mean I know that you mentioned your friend group is is great but what about you know online you can't vet the people who follow you or mm -hmm. the people that see what you know who you are and who you're dating what type of responses have you seen from people online or like sure you know backlash or anything like that sure I mean it's been overwhelmingly positive um, I've had a few posts where I, I say a lot of the, the stuff, you know, we've been talking about yeah. here and like one in particular was just saying like, you know, it's, it's important <clears throat> for, for cis heterosexual men. Like if you are attracted to trans women to like not be afraid of that and especially like to allow that attraction to evolve into love if mm -hmm. the situation calls for it, obviously, sure. I mean, like you don't fall in love just cause you're attracted to somebody, right. but there's a lot of people who they might truly love somebody, but it's like this hidden secret or something like that. And mm -hmm. that's fucked up, you know? Yeah. And like that just has to do with that, that cis heterosexual male being afraid that like society is going to think they're gay. Like, Oh God forbid, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and that's just so like hurtful to like the, the trans women that, that they're in love with, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I've made posts about that and like, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Of mm -hmm. course, there are negative ones. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of people are just like, you can't call yourself heterosexual if you're dating a trans woman. And like, until this podcast, I never publicly said that I did have that experience with a guy right. once. Um, so that was their only context of, okay. of my sexuality. And and they were just thinking that that was absolutely crazy yeah. for me to, to say that I'm straight. Um, and I just don't care. Yeah. I, I just straight up don't care. And... I don't know why that is. Um, I mean, like we talked about my upbringing and mm -hmm. I've just always been very out there and like a leader of my friend group and um, and like the businesses I run and like the people that I look up to, these big like successful entrepreneurs, like they just don't give a shit mm -hmm. about what other people think of them. Yeah. Um, they focus on themselves. Exactly. Right? I mean, I think it's healthy to like have a small group of people that, that their opinion is yeah. influential on you and I've had like close friends like just pull me aside and just say like hey you know like my sister for example like she'll she'll correct me if I'm like out of line with yeah. something 
Um, and like those those opinions I care about, but some fucking random person online, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Right, like right. zero fuck. Right. You want to call me gay? Fine. Like like I said earlier, gay is not a put down. Yeah. So like that's it's just a word. Exactly, it's <laughs> just a word. And like if I have no intention of breaking up with Laverne, but like if if that does happen one day, like am I worried that straight women aren't gonna want to get with me because I like dated a trans woman? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Like, and if, if, if any women are no longer interested in me because of that, then I don't want anything to do with them, yeah. period. They're a waste of my fucking time. And which I know? think is, like, <laughs> I just want to, like, hug you. Like, the, that's exactly, that's how it should be. Like, those people who are not willing to just accept you or me or anybody right. as they are, they're not worth our time. And I try to, with, you know, like, hate that comes, a, 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 like, my way or anybody's way, I try to say the same thing. Like, that if that person is not in line with your values or, or your beliefs or whatever, it don't worry about what they say because exactly. it doesn't matter. And I know it's hard. You get wrapped up. But I think that like this whole conversation we've had, the thing that has been in my mind this whole time is like the biggest problem I keep seeing is that – and I'm just going to say cis men because that's kind of like the overwhelming sure. group. But like cis men are typically not taught how to feel in a healthy way or how to express themselves in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like from what you shared, both of those things were taught to you by your father and by the people surrounding you and that's why you are able to be this way that you are and um you know i think there's a similar thing for the like the opposite you know me i was raised female and then to transition to male with those hormones like i had to relearn how to start to express myself in a way that felt comfortable for me because I looked to society and seeing all of these right. cis men. These terrible role models. Right, yeah. who were not the role models I wanted to see. And and like I said to you when I reached out to you, like the things that you share and the way that you express yourself and the way that you present yourself and everything that you do is very much in line with how I wish to be as a man. And like, so that's... That, I really appreciate that, man. It's, it's very you. true. It's very true. Like that's that's why I felt really strongly about connecting with you and having this because like there needs to be more men who are willing to stand up and say like, I don't need to be like all of these other men who were taught to not feel or to not express. Mm-hmm. And not that I want to talk about politics, but like <laughs> look at our president yep. for one. Like if he yep. was able to express himself in a healthy way, I really, <laughs> really believe we would be in a different place. Totally. Like things would be different, you know, and and it's something that really bothers me is like trying to find those positive role models, those positive cis, not, it doesn't even have to be cis, but positive male role models who can be the way that you are and and to to express that and to share that um because you know like i'm going through puberty for the first time as a boy and like you know that's kind of what being trans is you go through this again and we need people that we can look to and be like oh this is a good way to be this is a positive way to be um and and so i think that like all your posts of sharing that stuff is it's just like so beyond important because how else is anybody going to learn you know, and, and you're one person, but you're making this huge wave of people seeing, hey, you know what? I can be like him. I can be comfortable with myself and also still explore sexuality or gender or explore the way I dress up or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, I just think it's amazing that you've been able to really embrace all of that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, for the negative comments have been very small in number mm-hmm. and like, I just don't care, especially when... I'm getting these DMs from people who like the one from you is so touching. Um, I get I get ones from parents yeah. who say like, "Oh my God, I just like showed my trans like son or daughter your post, and they're more confident that like yeah. they can find love." Because a lot of people just like like trans people, they're like, "Well, I'm I'm comfortable now in my identity, but just like love may be off the table for me for mm-hmm. my whole life." Mm-hmm. And that's like so sad. Yeah. And if I can like give people some like if me and Laverne's relationship has that effect on people, that's yeah. that's so beautiful. I mean, our relationship is for us mm-hmm. and like her her and I talk about this a lot. Like we're not like trying to make this whole like, you know, public campaign sure. about what we're doing, but obviously you know, like what we're doing is like in the public eye to some degree. And like, I'm very comfortable to talk about like my identity, my feelings for her. And if it's having this effect on people, that's just so beautiful. It's so worth it. And if some, you know, naysayers are uncomfortable by mm-hmm. it, like, fine. Yeah. I just don't care. And yeah. for me, it's like, I, you know, you're kind of on the right path when you start getting 
those like haters yeah, coming because yeah. it's like it's like okay like i'm i'm doing something i'm i'm making f- people feel yeah and that, that's really important and i had this one post that what did i say i was like uh haters are just misguided fans mm, mm-hmm. you know like these people are still taking the time to consume my message absolutely and you know like they're engaging with it they're mm-hmm. commenting on it like they're they're fans at the end of the day yeah. you know and like if you just look at people as, as like that as misguided fans mm-hmm. um like it really helps and and it's just funny because even a lot of celebrities that i know like they'll say that the like three negative comments that they'll get are what lingers in them and what really like hurts Mm -hmm. them compared to the you know hundreds maybe thousands of positive comments and it's just like our brains are just kind of wired to like find when people don't like us Mm -hmm. and that's what we focus on Mm -hmm. so and it's not easy no you know i definitely read those comments and like a part of me too just wants to like lash out and get really right. nasty and well I wanted to ask how do you handle them? Sure. I mean I, I don't respond to most okay. just because like I don't want to fester in negativity. I yeah. don't I don't want I'm very conscious about like like my mindset mm-hmm. and knowing that certain behaviors have me in positive mindsets and certain have me in negative. Mm-hmm. Um I do respond to some though, and like this one recently was basically just saying how like like I said earlier, like, I, like there's no way you can call yourself heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And I just responded, I, I said something like, well, like, the reason why I consider myself heterosexual is because I'm attracted to women. Mm-hmm. And I consider, like, you know, gender identity to be how one, like, expresses themselves. I don't give a shit what, like, you know, body and, mm-hmm. and chromosome makeup they were born into. Right. Like, it, to me, it's about identity. Right. So that's why I feel this way. And then I said... By the way, thank you so much for like consuming my content. Yeah, you know, I, I like you said, meet, I said yeah. it that way. You gotta meet them with like kindness and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, they didn't respond. It's funny mm-hmm. too because like a lot of people who follow me like just are so vigilant in their defense of mm-hmm. me. And then of course they're the ones to be like, fuck you. you, right. know, you don't even stuff. have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like when I respond, that's how I do it. I got into this one long DM thing with this one guy who was just very bigoted. Um, and I, cause for part of me, it's like, I just want to understand where mm-hmm. people are coming from more. And I don't necessarily think that like, it's kind of like two adults talking about politics. Sure. It's like, if you go into that conversation with the intention of changing their mind, mm-hmm. like that's not the most fail. productive. Yeah. yeah. I think if you go into the conversation, trying to understand their point of view better. So then maybe you have a little more like room to angle mm-hmm. what you're trying to get to you know to for it to really impact them that's healthier and so like yeah there's this one time where i was just back and forth with this guy for a while and like we we did not at all agree but but he did eventually say like i see where you're coming from more um and he thanked me for like actually yeah. engaging with him and not just like telling him to fuck off like right. we, we had this whole this back and forth it was actually sitting on this couch i was in a session <laughs> just going back and forth with him um and like you know, it's, I definitely don't have the time to like one by one try to like change the hearts and minds mm-hmm. of people. Um, but in that experience, I think it moved him a tick in the yeah. direction of like, you know, acceptance. Yeah. So I felt good about it. Well, because I think that's um, like, that's something that I love to see happening too, because you could have yelled at him or you could have walked away or whatever. It's just not productive. Exactly. Yeah. It would have made no difference. All it would have probably done was fuel that he's right and you're wrong. Totally. His or that be- I'm like crazy. And exactly. Whatever yeah. he was thinking about you would right. have just fueled it further. Like, oh, look at this. Right. This but, crazy liberal. Right. Yeah. But by you trying to like meet him where he's at and, and have a, an open conversation, while, yeah, I'm sure that he probably didn't completely become a, a whole new person right. but you gave him something to think about where that's going to linger with him right and it will affect something. and he apologized because he he called me like the fag word yeah. and like he he apologized for it good he was like hey i shouldn't have said that like you know my friends and i would throw that word around loosely and i was like yeah you shouldn't have and, and thanks for apologizing and i think in that moment he probably learned why that was a bad idea yeah which is great yeah no yeah. because i came at him just very calm right. and just like I, I was, I kept asking him questions. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to understand it more. Yeah. And then he volunteered that, and you know, like, I, I it felt like it felt like a a, a victory in okay. terms of good. just yeah. It, it feels it like good. that to me too. Yeah. <laughs> How I'm hearing it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because I, you know we oftentimes just want to either meet with the anger or walk away from it, and neither one is really going to get anywhere. No. Yeah. I mean, I have I just have too much to do to sure. let anger fester in sure. me. Um. I have this one post on like 
for you have to just forgive everything Mm -hmm. like that's the because once you forgive then you're no longer a victim and for you to like take agency over over your life um you you have to get to that point and it's just so it's so important Mm -hmm. like i like this i i won't get deep into the details but like i had this last week like a business partner or not a business partner they were a vendor that i'd been doing a lot of business with they like fucked me okay and i was so mad and we had this whole thing this morning uh, this back and forth over it and it, it ruined my productivity for the whole day right and i was like like i can't give them that power over right me. right like what's done is done we're clearly not seeing eye to eye here yeah so i just need to like swallow that and like forgive these people remove them from my life mm-hmm. And move forward. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I I didn't think about them, and yeah. I was productive again. Because yeah. it's like, I can't lose productivity right. over negative feelings. You kind of have to start each day new. Totally. Right. Like, just let it go at the end of the night, yeah. and the next morning is a new day. Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. That's something I really try to do also. It's not easy. It's not, but... but I, I, I want to stick it to these guys <laughs> so bad, but... Right. But it's just look, not productive. But you come out on top when you don't do yeah, that, Yeah, exactly. Right? right? Exactly. <laughs> and if you were in a situation where somebody was... Um, maybe like verbally attacking you for um, your openness, your willingness to date a trans woman or to, you know, to embrace your, however you express yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. What kind of, what kind of tactics would you utilize to diffuse the situation or to, to, I don't know, to like work through it with them is similar to what you're talking about now. Yeah. I mean, I, exactly. I, I would say stay calm mm-hmm. um, because when you get defensive and hostile, mm-hmm. everything just, elevates and it just gets to this point where like minds aren't going to be able to see each other there um i mean kind of like how i responded to that that that, uh comment i would just explain like why i feel the way that i do and i would say like you know you you're free to think whatever you want of me and and by the way like you calling me gay doesn't hurt my feelings right right. at all (laughs) like i'm i'm not gay but yeah if if you're more comfortable labeling me that that's you know probably problematic yeah but it's not gonna hurt my feelings so like let's let's just you're not digging me let's let's agree on that at least um and then just explain why like i view gender the way that i view it if they want to view it in this more archaic way like they're on the wrong side of history sure you know and and but it's that's just the way it is and like you're you're not gonna convince every person and so i i think it's like you state your point calmly Mm -hmm. and and then just just move forward yeah you know yeah and and if and if they're in your life and they're giving you that shit like bye yeah yeah (laughs) just get rid of you know like you control your environment i think that's super important like if you like it's easy and this is also where I have to address my privilege and Mm -hmm. part of my privilege is coming from a family that like was supportive so it's like I shouldn't be here saying like even if like your close family is being that way you know like excommunicate them Mm -hmm. or whatever because I'm not in a position to be able to say that um but you know like you do control your environment to a degree so you know if there if there's someone that's bringing you down like you know, reevaluate it. Reevaluate right? it. Yeah. See what can be done with totally. That. Yeah, and also I love that you're a shorter cis guy too. Hell yeah. Because you know <laughs> I think that that's something that I struggle with, and so many trans men and women struggle with. But you know, to really just see you embrace that, like you said earlier, I, yeah. It's all about confidence. Yeah. Like, the way I view it is we can't change it, right? We can't, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like it's one of the few things that you can't change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you could either let it like dictate your confidence and like the relationships that you're able to have or you could just completely own it and not let it be an issue and Mm -hmm. I mean like my response to her was just like it doesn't bother me that you're taller than me like Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna be like you know taking pictures with you standing on you know boxes to be your height or whatever um so if if like you're just straight up not attracted to that Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's fine. You yeah. know, there's other fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, me me responding non-defensively in mm-hmm. a non-hostile way and to just approach it the way that I did was attractive in her eyes. Yeah. Um, and we joke about it to this day, like, because I, I guess she, after her her last relationship, she made this just like list of everything that she's looking for in a, in a partner. Yeah. And I hit every single one except the... Except your height? Except for being like <laughs> taller than her. Um, and she says to this day, she's just like, oh my God, like if I 
would have like been stubborn on that issue mm-hmm. like we wouldn't have what we have and mm-hmm. like you know I, like our relationship is is she loves it mm-hmm. and it's like such a positive thing in her life and so um yeah that's awesome <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here and having this awesome conversation. Of course. I'm really excited and grateful. Um, It was really great to just be able to talk to you about all these things that are need to be talked about more. It was fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Transitional Wisdom. If you feel you'd like to share your story or if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at nash at transitionalwisdom.org or visit our website, transitionalwisdom.org. And please don't forget to like, share, rate, whatever. It really helps us reach a wider audience of people who may find this helpful. And hey, thanks. Had a name, I'm worthy of change, same as you are. Mirror, mirror, don't you judge me, don't you dare. Who knew I was capable of loving who?